Good morning. So glad you're here. Uh, today we are starting another round of pop culture theology. Pop culture theology. What does what does our culture say about who God is? What does our culture say about who God is? So that's what we're looking at this week. We're going to look at three songs this week. And then next week, we're going to start looking at the theology of some of our favorite hymns. So we'll go through the hymnal and we'll start looking at some of our favorite hymns and what the theology actually is. There's a lot of different theologies in our hymnals. And so uh, we'll see what they say. I think it'll be a very interesting study. So what is the purpose of pop culture theology? What is the purpose of it? A lot of people believe in God, but they don't really read the Bible very often. And so pop culture theology is a study of what our pop culture teaches us about who God is. So God is referenced in songs and movies and TV shows and all over the place. You can see you can see teachings about who God is and what God is like. And so the, the pop this class, pop culture theology, is let's take a look at what this song or what this movie says about who God is and then talk about what the Bible says about who God is so that we can have a clear and better understanding of, of who God is, what God is like. And, and if, if there's a theology in culture that is different than the Bible, then it's important to recognize that. So that if we're having conversations with people about theology and they, they believe God is one thing or one way and we know that the Bible says something else, we can say it's, it's just an opportunity for conversation. It's not to tell anybody they're wrong, but sometimes they are. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, so that's uh, pop culture theology. So today's song that we're looking at is I Saw God Today by George Strait. I hope you've all had a chance to listen to that song, I Saw God Today by George Strait. Back in, I think, 2008, it was a number one song in America on the country billboard charts. And I think it won a country music award, CMA, for single of the year. Uh, It was a big song about 12 years ago. And that's a good song. It's one that it's one that you hear on the radio today. It's 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 a very it's a anything. Let's be frank. Anything George Strait puts out is going to be a big song. George Strait. I mean, he's the king for a reason, right? Uh, George Strait is great. But this is a good song, too. And so it's uh, you can hear it on the radio. You can find it all over the place. If you've never heard it, uh, Google I Saw God Today by George Strait. It'll come up and uh, you'll have a chance to listen to it. Okay, so let's take a look at the lyrics. Again, I hope you had a chance to listen to this, the song. I posted it about a half hour ago on my Facebook page so that you could watch the YouTube video. So I was doing some reading about this, and the songwriter actually... The songwriter actually wrote this after he came back from a hunting trip. Uh, apparently, he would go on hunting trips all the time, and he'd come back, and he wouldn't see anything. And they would say, well, did you see anything? He said, And his answer would always be, well, I saw God. I saw God this morning. I didn't, I didn't see any animals, but I saw God. And, and for him, it was very much that he would see God in nature. And so he wrote this song, and I'm sorry, I, I used to know the guy's name, but I, I don't have it on, uh, can't remember it right now. But he would see God in nature, and so then he wrote the song about seeing God uh, in all the different places that he sees God. Okay, so let's get into the lyrics. Uh, the lyrics start with, Just walked down the street to the coffee shop, had to take a break. I've been by her side for 18 hours straight. Saw a flower growing in the middle of the sidewalk, pushing up through the concrete like it was planted right there for me. Second half of verse 2, Stood there for a minute, taking in the sky, 
lost in that sunset, a splash of amber melting into shades of red. Uh, so for the writer of the song, the, basically what he's saying here is that he sees God in nature. He sees God in a flower pushing up through the middle of the sidewalk. That's, that's not so much the beauty of nature, but the power of nature, right? The power of a flower to grow through a sidewalk. Uh, but then the beauty of nature taking in the sky, lost in that sunset, a splash of amber melting into shades of red. I remember in the summer of 99 and 2000 working as a counselor at a camp uh, north of Muskegon, right off Lake Michigan. And every Tuesday night we'd have worship right on the coast of Lake Michigan. And we'd have 100 kids on the beach and we would do worship as the sun sets over the lake. And if you've ever been up there, Lake Michigan, it's like an ocean. You don't see any. I mean, it's giant. And to see, to worship God as the sun is setting over Lake Michigan is one of the most powerful experiences of my life. It's just absolutely gorgeous to to see that beauty, to see the million different shades of red and orange and purple in the sky and to be singing worship songs while doing it. It's absolutely stunning. But then the realization is, Since the creation of the world, since the creation of the world, every second of every day, the sun has been setting and rising somewhere, which means the beauty of God, the beauty of sunsets and sunrises has never left the earth for a second. Somewhere in the world at every second, you can see that beauty. Uh, This is, this is, this is what David had in mind, King David, when he wrote Psalm 8. Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them, that there is just such great beauty in the universe. And the, the universe is so big and it's so expansive and so all these, and yet God is so still concerned with the small individual human being. David looks up and sees the beauty of it and says, I can't believe that you care about me. I can't believe you care about me when you have created all this, when you have created the giantness, when you have created the beauty. And we could take that to the next step and say, when you have created the tiny, you look at the detail of the tiny, right? The detail of small insects, of the cells that make up our bodies. All these things that, you know, God is in the big and in the small and in everything in between. And you just look at nature and see God. Just look at nature and see God. See God in the beauty. See God in the detail. See God in, in, in the power. See God in the power of nature, the power of a flower to grow through a sidewalk. You know, see God in the power of, of a river that can, that can create a gorge that can create a canyon, you know, the, the Grand Canyon, a river that has the power to erode rock, right? The power of wind, the power of nature. Sees God in that. Uh, he says, okay, so, um, and uh, second half of verse one, the flashing lights, the honking horns, all them all seem to fade away. But in the shadow of the hospital at 508, I saw God today. This is a clear reference to the distractions of life, Right. The flashing lights, the honking horns, everything that's trying to get your attention, right? Lights are blinking, lights are going, trying to get you to look at them. Horns are being pushed so that you hear them, so that you're aware of what's going on, so that you know you don't get run over. I mean, it's the million distractions of life saying, hey, look at me. 
right? A horn is pushed so that your head turns to look at it. Hey, look at me, look at me. There's a million distractions in life. Television is a distraction. The internet is a distraction. I mean, how many of you have spent time on Facebook? You go to Facebook because you have nothing else to do. You're like, why are you going to Facebook? I don't know. I just want to see what's on here. Sports. It was so great to have a golf match to watch Sunday afternoon. It was so great to have sports on TV, right? It's a distraction. It's something to do. It's something to be interested in and excited about. For me, I mean, I got to be honest, Star Wars. I love Star Wars, right? Darth Vader's right here. You know, this mask of Darth Vader is always present. It's a distraction. It's something to be entertained by. It's something to watch. It's something to enjoy, but it's a distraction. Cable news. Cable news is a distraction. Cable news. You know, they, they, it doesn't take long to share the news with you, to tell you what's going on. But 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're not telling you what's going on. They're telling you what they think about what's going on. That's what, that's what the news does now. They don't tell you what's going on. They tell you what they think about what's going on. It's, it's something to do. It's something to be di- distracted by. It's something to watch. It's not a sin. It's not a sin to enjoy watching TV. It's not a sin to enjoy being on the internet. It's not a sin to, to watch sports or Star Wars or cable news. But it's a distraction. It's a distraction. It's something that calls your attention away from other things. Calls your attention away from God, from seeing God, from seeing what God is doing. I mean, this isn't a new thing. This this is this story is as old as the the world itself. Pulling your attention away from what God is trying to get you to do, get you to see, get you to hear. We've always done that, always. It's part of being a human being. To, to choose to, to look at something else. Okay, so verse two then, he says, I saw a couple walking by. They were holding hands and she had that glow. I noticed she was starting to show. So he sees a couple holding hands walking down the street, notices that she's pregnant uh, and that they're glowing, that they're so happy and they're so in love that they're just glowing. So First uh, John four sixteen, my favorite favorite verse of the Bible, favorite Sentence of the Bible, three words, God is love. God is love. And when we show love in public, we show God's nature. When we show love, when we love our children, when we love our family members, when we love our friends, when we love, love, be, love each other in public, that is showing the nature of God. Others can see God in that. Others can see God, uh, God in us being a f- loving family in, in public. I remember being at a restaurant one night several years ago, before, before Caroline was born, and I was watching a father and a mother and a son eat dinner. I was just watching them. And the son was telling a story. He was probably nine or 10. And so often when you're in a restaurant you know, and there's a family, everyone's on their phone, right? But they didn't have their phones out. The son was telling a story and the dad was sitting across from him and the mom was sitting next to him. And they were looking at him and they were smiling and they were so engaged in the story the son was telling. And I was just like, that is such a beautiful sight. It is such a beautiful sight. It, you could just you could see the love just emanating out of the parents. You could just see it, and it was just so powerful to watch. And uh, that's something that always stuck with me. Like the way that father 
the only thing important in the world to that father at that moment was his son. You know, this God is love. When we when we can love one another, when we can love, we are showing the world the nature of God. But not just that. This woman is walking down the street and she's pregnant and she's you know uh, there's there's a glow there's a glow of not just love but excitement and hope, right? When you're when you're pregnant and you're you're getting ready and this anticipation, this expectation, you know this hope that. That, you know, that my life is going to change and everything's going to be wonderful. You know, first, it, first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. So we have these three gifts from God, faith, hope, and love. These are the three greatest gifts that the Lord has given us, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love, but hope and faith are pretty good. And when we show hope, when we have that excited anticipation about, man, the future is going to be awesome. The future is going to be awesome. That's one of God's gifts. That's one of God's gifts that we are showing to the rest of the world. The future is going to be awesome, right? When we let our hope, when we let the the glow of our hope influence others, that's the work of God. That's the work of God. So then the, the chorus, I've been to church. I've read the book. I know he's there but I don't look near as often as I should. God's fingerprints are everywhere. I just look down and stop and stare, open my eyes, and then I swear I saw God today. I love this. It's, yeah, I go to church. I go to worship. I've read the Bible. I know he's there, but I don't look for him. I don't look for God as often as I should. You know. But today, today I did. Today I did, and I, I saw God. I looked for God, and I saw God. And the power, oh, I opened my eyes and I saw. And it was like, how did I miss this? The fingerprints of God are everywhere. Matthew 7, chapter, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. That leads us to ask the question, what are we seeking? What are we trying to find? What are we looking for? Are we looking for God? Because if we do look for God, well, we're going to find God. And if we're not looking for God, we may find God anyway, because God is is everywhere. But chances are we're not. We're not going to look. If we're not looking for God, we're not going to see it. In my office, I have a a photograph, an eight by ten photograph, of a picture that was taken by Pat and Cecil Howard. They were doing a road trip up in California and they just, they, there was this beautiful spot where they just pulled over and they saw the sun over the Pacific ocean. And for them, that was the moment where they say God saw God. And it was so powerful that they took a picture of it and brought it to me and framed it and gave it to me. And, and it's a beautiful picture. You know, sometimes we, we just, the, the presence of God is so unmistakable that we can't miss it. But if we look for it, we will find it often because God is everywhere. And so the chorus is saying, you know, I've spent my life going to church and reading the Bible, but not looking for God. What have I missed out on? Because I haven't been looking for God. But now today, today I started looking for God and I see God. I wonder, how do we see God in quarantine? How do we see God when we're stuck at home? Where do we see God? Okay, and then verse three, verse three. Got my face pushed up against the nursery glass. She's sleeping like a rock. 
my name on her wrist, wearing tiny pink socks. She's got my nose. She's got her mama's eyes. My brand new baby girl. She's a miracle. I saw God today. So he was at the the hospital because his wife was giving birth. uh, And he saw a miracle when his daughter was born. I mean, that's a moment that I'll never forget. I, you know, I lost my breath. It was, it was an unbelievable thing. It was an unbelievable thing. It was an absolute miracle and uh, one that I am so, 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 so grateful for. Uh, Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. It is a gift to have children, to be there, to see a child uh, with, you know, looking back at you that is came from, you know, from you, that is part of you that, you know, has your, your DNA that is, you know, your child. And then I realized that not everybody can have children and, and people, uh, people are able to adopt and to, uh, to, to love a child like that. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's God. That's the miracle to have that kind of love for someone else. To have that, to to not know that love until you have a child, and then to have that child and to be like, oh, you know, I would do anything, I I, I would give up anything, I would sacrifice anything. Um, that child is, you know, just the the power of the love that we have for children, and you know, and Jesus talked about children all the time about how the faith like a child, and do not do not make a child stumble. You know that there, there's a clear clear. Uh, theme throughout scripture about how much God loves children and how wonderful children are. Uh, and so to see, to see God in the face of your child, you know, and the day that they're born, that's easy, right? When they're 14, it's more difficult, but do we still see God's faith, God's face in the face of our children? How powerful, uh, each and every day with our children is the, the gift of being a parent, the gift of understanding that kind of love, uh, the responsibility to raise up our children and to teach them and to show them uh, all the good things, uh, to show them, teach them about God's love. What a powerful opportunity uh, to do that. Okay, so we will finish there for the day. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Take good care of yourself. And uh, we will look at another song tomorrow. Uh, if you have songs that you uh, suggest, uh, send them to me. Love to look at them. Had a couple uh, sent to me or had one sent to me already. So we will do songs for the next two days. Then next Monday, something I'm very excited about, we are going to look at the theology of our favorite hymns. So what do our favorite hymns say about who God is? So often we think our hymns, we treat our hymns like they're Bible verses, like they're the words of God. And, and oftentimes they're not. And some of them actually have very bad theology, but we love to sing them anyway. Uh, So we're going to look at the theology of hymns starting next week. Next two days, we'll do pop culture theology. Uh, If you have a movie scene or a a song you'd like me to look at, please send it my way and be happy to do that. So we will close today with a word of prayer. Uh, Good and gracious God, we thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you for all the many blessings in our lives. We thank you for the beauty of the creation of the world for the power of creation, for seeing you working in the tiniest of flowers and in the biggest of sunsets in the most uh, beautiful ways. We thank you for the people in our lives who, uh, who we love and who were, uh, help us to have excitement and hope for the future. 
uh, because they're in it, because we'll be together. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for your presence. Help us to see you each and every day. Help us to see you in the ways in which others help. Uh, help us to see you in our relationships and in our, with our children uh, and in their relationships and in their lives. Help us to see you working. Uh, assure us of your presence. Let us know that we are loved. Let us know that you are there. Uh, and help us to lean on the hope that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody have a great day. See you soon. Take good care of yourselves. Bye.